Welcome, Brandon, to the World XP Podcast. This is episode number 11. Uh, super excited to have you on. Been no, no, time out, time out. We got to start over. Why? You got to say Dino. Young Dino? Yeah. All right, how about this? We'll keep this in, and this will just be the funny intro part. All right, bet. <laughs> All right, everybody. So it's Young Dino. Take two. <laughs> Welcome, Young Dino. Take two. Um, I've been listening to your music for a little while. I know... Obviously, we were friends in school, and then and then you left to kind of pursue pursue this uh, this passion of yours, and it's been cool to see you come a long way. I think, like we were talking about on uh, on Saturday, your your early stuff is not so good, and you and you've gotten better since then. Um, garbage. <laughs> so, uh, I guess for for people out there who don't who don't really know know you, what 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 got you into the music sort of world? Because most, most kids like our age and they're in school, they just go to school because that's what they're expected. Of, like that's what's expected of them. And, yeah. and to make the decision to drop out, to pursue something like that is, yeah. is a big step to take. So obviously you had, you definitely felt some, some sort of passion, some sort of way to, to do that. So you want to run us through kind of how you made that decision to do that. Um, <clears throat> well, at school, I really, I love Mary Wash. I love the people there. Um, honestly, I, I probably love the people too much. I had a little too much fun. <laughs> um, and I was doing terrible in school. Like, I was actually trying for the last two semesters I was there and it was just discouraging not seeing um, my grades do well for, like, the first time in my life. I graduated high school with really great grades. Um, so, like, I was very disappointed in myself. I'm the type of person to be very hard on myself. So, when I got to the end of my last semester – um I'd face a lot of stuff that I didn't think I would face I'd have to face mentally Mm -hmm. I was the type to never think like I'd go through like depression or anxiety and stuff like that because of how well I did in high school sure Um, but once I got to college I was completely different um I went to a a private Baptist high school so going to a liberal college from there was a lot different um I was around a lot of stuff that I wasn't used to um so it's just like a whole different world for me. So being in a whole new world, plus like dealing with a lot of different things, I just felt like I wasn't who I w- was supposed to be at all. Um, so I knew I had to get away from that. Um, the last semester I did, I had a, I had good enough grades. I raised my grades high enough to come back. But I was just like, I'm, I can't, I can't deal, I can't deal with all this stuff. Um, mm-hmm. So <clears throat> I realized like going through dealing with that stuff, the drugs the alcohol, no matter what I try to use to numb, like, what I was going through mentally, it wasn't going to work. When I came to that conclusion, um, I just started writing, writing how I felt. And Post Malone's got to be one of my favorite artists, so I found a Post Malone type beat. I love music. I've always done music. Grew up in bands. Mm -hmm. Um, But, yeah, so I found a Post Malone type beat, started writing how I felt. That was the first song I ever recorded with Slow Mo. So once I did that, I was like, yeah, this is something I need to do. All the songs after that were absolute hot trash. Like, they were trash on that EP. But slow-mo, like, slow-mo was, like, the one on that EP that, like, I really felt. Like, that was the one, like, I put all my emotion into because it was like, sh- some shit I was going through and stuff. Um, but once I did that, I realized it was my passion. Like, I got I got to keep making music. Um, but, yeah, that's how I got into making music. It really helps me with my, like, my mental stability. Mm-hmm. and even like even like now like 
it's not just for when I'm going through bad times. Like if I have a great day, like that's really inspirational for writing, inspirational for writing some good lyrics. If I had a bad day, same thing. I meet a bad bitch, same thing. Like all that stuff. <laughs> yeah, I feel. So you're sitting there at the end of school and you start writing and now now you're into this position where you're writing how so when when you go when you go to write and you like you say you can draw inspiration from from all sorts of different places when you go to write because i remember i don't know if everybody else had this phase or if it was just like the band nerds or the music kids but i think at some point everybody tried to write a song and i remember trying to write and i was like this is like for about five minutes I was like this is good and then I realized this is horrible mm-hmm. so like when you write how do you write uh like like how do you write what's your process for writing um kind of how, how do you get it to the point where you're like yeah this is good I can record this and, and turn this into a into a song um so starting off writing um slow-mo slow-mo was something like I don't know what it was, but like I found decent flows in there for like the first song I wrote. Like I was very surprised by myself with that. Um, after that, like I would just stick with the tempo. That's why my songs suck. Like the flows were basic as shit. Um, so I like I count out the tempo because I'm a band geek. And when I was doing that, I just stick to the normal four four beat. So I just say a word every every downbeat. Yeah. And now it's like. Um, I don't know. I don't want to give away like too much of like all my writing processes, but like, yeah, yeah, sure. But for me, it's like, I still count out the tempo and stuff, but like, I'm not so eager to hop on the beat. You know, I take my time like for hooks or bridges and stuff like that. Um, and I don't know. It's like now, since I know how to use auto tune, I'm, I'm still not the best at singing. My voice got a lot better since I started recording. Cause like I'm singing constantly. I try to record like at least like three or four times a week. Like I'm writing almost every day. So I'm like sitting there singing these lyrics that I'm writing. Um, before, like I just write lyrics. Like when I first started writing lyrics, I'd write them and I'm like, oh, this, these are all great. I'm recording all of them. And I go spend studio, mm-hmm. spend studio time, spend my hard earned money on some shit lyrics, shit flow. Mm-hmm. And after that, like I got pickier with my flows. Like I take like weeks writing songs. I still write them. Like I spend time on them every day and I take weeks writing them. Mm-hmm. And I wouldn't settle for what I did before. And now we're at the point where it's like, I already know like what flows are going to be good, what flows are not going to be good. So like immediately I'm thinking of the good flows now. It takes me about like, it depends how much I've drank, how much I smoked, but uh, probably like an hour or two to write, a, write my songs. And when I write them, like I don't write them unless like I know I'm going to record them and drop them. Like everyone always has a bunch of like songs in the vault, which is good because like you stack up the vault for like, future releases mm-hmm. and stuff like that but like some people just have songs in vault because they're not going to drop them because they know they're not like good enough or they'll mm-hmm. drop them on soundcloud or some stuff like that but like yeah whenever i, whenever I work on something it, it's got to be good enough to drop on all platforms yeah so you hold yourself to the standard then where it has to be good enough so how much time do you spend sort of refining the the song so let's say like you have a three minute song for instance but how much time having a three minute song anymore maybe two two minutes yeah something like that like a two okay a little for for argument say two 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 and a half minute song Mm -hmm. how much time do you take and then some of that is taken up by the hook right so you do that multiple times but how much time do you spend refining 
refining the wording, refining the, the, the verses to like the, the poetry, I guess. How much time do you take refining that? And do you enjoy it? Is that one of the things that you enjoy when you're writing? Does it get you into a, like into your, I guess, like a, a place of mental sort of stability, like a place of like, I don't know what the word I'm looking for is, um, like clear, like clear headedness, I guess, maybe. Clarity? Yeah, clarity. Yeah, that's the word. Does All it get right. you into a place like that when you're going through and refining, refining the lyrics? You mean refining, like, like, like you, like, like you get your ideas, or like editing wise, like mixing wise. No, like the writing, like writing. When you have oh. when you have your idea, like you you wrote you wrote this down, and then you try it on such and such beat one or two times, and then you have to yeah. like switch words around here and there, and you have to use different words, and you learn different words to say what you mean, but it has to fit with the beat, like. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So with that, um, like before, like that's what I would do before. Like I write write words down and then find a beat for it when I first heard out. I can't do that anymore because it's like so hard, like trying to switch up words. I mm-hmm. feel like it's easier just to find the words like with the beat so you're not switching shit up. Um, for me, it's like on the last project that I dropped, I really enjoyed it because that's where like I, I feel like I honed in like on – Every time, every time I worked on a song, like I had to be like completely there mentally. Like I, I just put my phone on like airplane mode. Like no one's disturbing me. Like I got to work on this. Got my zone for each of them because I wanted mm-hmm. everything to be perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, well, not perfect as best as I could make it. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but so I'd write them and I'd, I'd get in my zone. I'd write them and I'd record them. And after that, I give myself like a day and just like cool off because i'd be like oh this is hot like this is really good mm-hmm. like you hyped up and stuff i give my day itself a day or two to cool down and then be like i do it again but like it's just like a different mentality when you're going there like like say like the first time like let's say you walk into a pregame right and you're feeling yourself all right mm-hmm. you got a good vibe going on and it's like the first time you heard one of your favorite songs like yeah um, but you, yeah you know what i mean and you're just like, oh my god, like I'm gonna remember this, like this this song, this vibe, everything. Yeah. So I'll I'll get I'll I'll get in that little zone. I'll get in my uh, car because it's a lot different than studio speakers because these studio speakers make almost anything sound good. Mm-hmm. So I'll my car. They have pretty good speakers, and I'll play a few of my favorite songs um, that are really well produced, like Kanye songs, Post Malone songs, All right? Songs. Play a couple of those, and then I'll play my song, and I'll be like, does this hold the standard of that? Mm-hmm. when i'm like are i believe like this holds the potential of that then i'm like all right that's what i did this last time instead of refining my lyrics and there were a couple bars i did have to rewrite and like but in that in those moments i realized like exactly what i need to realize like editing wise lyric wise stuff like that mm-hmm. like i feel like now it's like i just know when i like the perfect time for me to write and like figure out what I need to do editing wise and stuff like that yeah it's definitely got easier over the years too yeah that makes sense I, I mean most things get easier with experience I mean I'm sure there's some things that that don't but when you mentioned you've kind of figured out how how you like to how you like your flows to go and you like you figure out which flows work for you and which flows don't um d- did you figure that out with sort of your your sound too like I know when we were little and American Idol was a thing, like the judges would always say like, you have to make it your sound, you know, yeah. or something like that. Have you kind of figured that out? And, and if so, like how, how did you go about that process? Was it just something that you 
you were passionate about? Like you were like, I really like the way this sounds or did it have to do with kind of like uh, certain limitations that you had going in to it yeah. or was it a combination of, of that sort of stuff? Um, well, coming to find like, yeah, they go hand in hand, finding my sound, finding my flows. Um, because when you're doing certain, like, let's take artists, like artists who don't sing, like you got G Herbo and you got artists who can sing like Juice World. Mm -hmm. Completely different flows because Juice World can sit there and use his voice to drag out notes and it's very pleasing to the ear. While G Herbo, you gotta keep going like every beat. Like, mm -hmm. So once you find your sound, you figure out what you can do with your voice, it becomes a lot easier to realize, like expand, expand your flows, expand. what it also gives you an opportunity to go on beats you didn't think you'd go on before once you find mm -hmm. your sound. And uh, when I made my first EP, um, I didn't use auto-tune really, and I went to the studio for the first EP. So I didn't, I didn't mix, I didn't, I didn't do any of that stuff. I had no idea how to do any of that. So I barely knew how to write mm -hmm. music, honestly. Um, and computers, like it took me 15 minutes almost to log into the Zoom chat. I'm terrible with technology. <laughs> yeah, me working on my own music has got to be out of the question. So after I spent all that money and time on the EP, like. I realized like it was me and it was also like me not being able to control how like how the music's mixed and mastered. Mm -hmm. so I realized I had to get my own equipment, um, saved up to get my own equipment, got my own software, and I started recording all the stuff. So me and my friend Nigel, uh, we made our first album together, uh, Dreaming in Color. There's honestly like some of those songs on there are absolute trash too, just because like. I didn't know it was my first it was my first project i did on my own like mm -hmm. and all that stuff um and it was the first time i got a hold of any auto-tune so i went stupid i was like yeah auto-tune everything mm -hmm. so some of the songs are trash but some of them on there like we actually made pretty good songs like make them notice is still one of my favorite songs so it's a that i've made and mm -hmm. that's that song is a hit um Got You On My Mind is one of my favorites. It's my friend uh, Cullen's on there. Well, mm -hmm. his rap name's Cully. Um, I did the video with him for Not Picking Up. Mm -hmm. And that's the first time he recorded with us. And after that, he's like, yeah, I got to get in the studio more. Da, da, da. So I try to get him in here as much as he can. But yeah, that's the first project. Like, we were sleeping in the studio for so long. I don't like two, three months working on that. Mm -hmm. Like, it, some of the songs are trash. But, like, it was just fun. Like, I found out, like, what I love doing. Like, I love... I love mixing ma mastering music a lot more than recording it. Yeah. I love, I love writing too, but recording is my least favorite thing. So for the listeners, people who don't know what you mean by mixing, do you want to kind of describe that? Yeah. So it's like when you, you write your music, you record it on the mic. And then once it gets onto the computer, you like, when I record, I already have auto tune set up along with compression. But once that's recorded, I'll throw like, effects on there so like reverb uh eq echo effects stuff like that to like make it sound however however you want to make it sound and that's why i got my equipment because i wanted to make it sound how i wanted to make it sound um so after after that project i got i upgraded my programming to pro tools which is like what a lot of the big studios use right I got the same auto tune they use. Um, I still got to upgrade some of the stuff. Like my interface could be bigger interface, like the thing that connects the mic to the computer. Right. For the listeners. Um, 
But yeah, so once I once I got the once I got Pro Tools, I recorded the song Roll One. And as soon as I recorded that, I was like, oh, this is my sound. Like that I I forever will think like that song's gonna go platinum because like that's where I can pinpoint like it's time to turn the fuck up on this. Like mm-hmm. it inspired me as soon as I because I recorded it on my old programming. I was like, I can't drop this shit. It was supposed to be on the project with me and Nigel, and I was like, I can't drop it yet. It's it, there's something missing, like the sound's not there. So I got the program. I was like, "Yeah, it's over." I know, I know exactly what I'm doing now, like with my sound, because I, I, yeah, I got my presets on my effects and stuff like that, and that made it a lot easier for me to realize, like, "Oh shit, I can sing." Mm-hmm. I can't sing, sing, but I can sing with the auto tune. Mm-hmm. So that expanded my flows a lot more, made it a lot easier to write, which makes it a lot quicker to write. Um, after that, it just became a load of fun, honestly. Like, if it, if all of this was free to do, like, bruh, I'd have a blast with music. Mm-hmm. Absolute blast. But, uh, that's the thing, yeah, money-wise, plus working and stuff. But, uh, yeah, so I found, I found my sound with that, with the project. What's it called? Here I go. That's, yeah, that's where I named it. Here I go. Um, I, with that, I realized, like, my mixing and mastering wasn't up to par. So mm-hmm. this last project, this very last one I just dropped, Composition of Bobs. Amazing cover art by Fuck's God Pat. Shout out to him. He did a great job. Um, yeah, I, I realized like my beats, I gotta get the exclusives or the unlimiteds because then like the sound's a lot more clear. It's a lot mm-hmm. easier to produce with that. Um, so I had, I had to buy all those. Um, and then I just got in my bag. Like I sat here like, it was a lot easier for my sound and stuff. I expanded my sound more because I went on like a chain smokers type beat. And mm-hmm. I was like, what am I doing with this e- EDM white people shit? Like, there's no way I could. And then it went. I was like, oh shit, like I got to do 10 more types of beats like this. Mm-hmm. But, uh, so yeah, uh, my producers who make those beats made it really easy because those beats are really clean. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I really went to work with the producing on the, or with the mixing mastering. Um, I feel like I did a pretty, pretty good job because I'm sitting there playing like songs from big artists and then I'm playing my songs right after. I think the sound quality is like almost there and it's not there due to like I'm recording in my bedroom with yeah. an interface that I need to upgrade. But other than that, like once once I upgrade the room and stuff, like I feel like it'll be right there. No, so it's, I, it's super good. I was listening to some of your stuff earlier. Um, and Jenna walked in. She was like, she didn't even realize that it was you. She just thought it was some mainstream, mainstream rapper. Um, so the sound, quali- the sound quality is there for sure. Is especially the beats. The beats that you have. The one thing that I've noticed throughout your kind of work is that the beats have always been really good, really clean. Like the producers that you get them from are, like they do a really good job. It allows you. It makes it makes it especially now that you've realized you can kind of go through with with your voice and you can hold notes a little bit more and you have some more creativity. It's a, it's a super, I can tell at least after talking to you on, on Saturday that mm-hmm. you have a lot more flexibility and freedom because you don't have to worry about the beats themselves. You can just get the beat and then kind of do your thing. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it makes it a lot more fun for you. Um, it's almost like a, it's almost like a, a game, right? You get, you get a beat that you really like and you're like, let me figure out how to make this into a song that I like. And then that's where you, that's where you have your fun. Yeah. Cause honestly, that's, that's the thing I like the most, like I said, mixing and mastering, but the thing I love the most about mixing and mastering is playing with the beat. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love doing the beat drops and stuff. Um, there are a couple songs where I don't do them on just because the beats are too tough mm-hmm. to even mess with. But I love chopping up the beat, doing like the little DJ spin effect and then bringing mm-hmm. it back up, stuff like yeah. that. I feel like just it adds so much more character. Like on the song Bet, on the hook, and then like right before the verse comes in, how it, the bass knocks or whatever, that wasn't there. Like I threw that in there and stuff. Mm-hmm. That was a good, that was a good edit. Yeah, just so much fun. Like, and as soon as you do, you're like, oh shit, this is hot. Yes, yeah, it's exciting. So I love that stuff. That's awesome. So is that what you could be doing full time, right? If if you could just have your any dream career, money not being a uh, a factor, would would you just be kind of like producing and mixing? Yeah, I'd do that. Um, I ghostwrite. Mm-hmm. I ghostwrite for females mostly, honestly, because like. It's I don't know why I just like I ghostwrote for my sister. I feel, it was ten. I wrote it in ten minutes. I feel like it's really easy to ghostwrite for female just because like they're able to say a lot more shit without like and they're able to if they're able to sing they're able to hold notes like it just sounds a lot more pleasing. Mm-hmm. Especially if they're not talking about some stupid shit. Like if they're actually like somewhat spitting. Everyone's gonna be like, oh, they're actually spitting. Like, mm-hmm. but uh, and plus dudes that never like dudes ghostwriting for them. They hate it. Except for really. Drake. Drake loves it. Except for Drake. <laughs> but uh yeah, I do that. I'd still re- I'd still make my own music and stuff. Um because that's always gonna be a passion for me, letting my thoughts out and stuff like that, whatever they may be. Stupid thoughts, mm-hmm. good thoughts, bad thoughts, whatever. Um but yeah, I'd I do it all. I'd except for making beats. I can't make a beat with shit. Chop one <laughs> up, but I can't make one. <laughs> so you mentioned before um you're like you said if you could make music for free that's all you would do in yeah. your so what kind of just so just so people have Whoa, an idea. Pause, pause, pause. not make it for free like, i meant like yeah you don't have to pay have to, to, make to, to make it, it. yeah 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 i just, want all the money yeah stream my shit <laughs> if you could make it for free from, from like produce it for free so people understand what kind of what what kind of things do you have do you have to pay for? Because I know when we talked, right, you have to you have to pay for the the beats themselves, and if you want the yeah. exclusives, you gotta pay more, and then you have to pay for studio time, um, and then you have to pay for all the equipment and and then the time that it takes you to write. So, how how difficult has it been for you to be to be able to produce the amount of songs that you have, given the sort of financial restrictions? Uh, associated with producing the sort of the sort of music that you are well it's been pretty difficult um the past like with with the new project especially um luckily i got the here i go out before i started my own landscaping company Mm -hmm. um which i really needed to do because after that i realized like all my money was about to go into that um but with this new project i really didn't plan to drop this like until the end of the year but somehow i made it happen like you would have thought i was hitting licks on the weekend like that's how i made this happen but um i started my own landscaping company i do that like 30 40 hours a week sometimes um and like i was telling you as soon as we started this call like i i told like my tire on my trailer blew out um i just realized like there's a hole in my truck tire. I got to go get all my tires, my tires replaced tomorrow. Um, there's a lot of expenses that I have to pay for uh, just for myself 
let alone, like every like everyone has their own expenses everyone faces like and then imagine having to pay for like 150 to like 600 dollar beats plus god knows how much it, i'm not even gonna say how much all this stuff costs mm-hmm. for the studio and like there's a lot of expenses that go into it and luckily I didn't get screwed over by staying in college too long. So my credit wasn't terrible. So like I was able to like get uh, like a credit line from where is it? Guitar Center to pay Mm -hmm. for my studio equipment. But uh, there's a lot of expenses to it. And there's a lot of like late nights that go into it. And by that, like my sis, I have a sister in high school. Mm -hmm. So she's got, I can't record um during the week at night and like i'm working all day so i can only record on weekends mm-hmm. and so i try to knock out as much as i can i'll be in here all day sometimes um and the next day i'll be up working my landscape job and then my i just got a new part-time job downtown so i'm doing that too there's just I, i'm tired as hell all the time and like <laughs> i don't even know like i mean i do know how like it's because i have a drive i have a passion to keep making music because i believe like my stuff's good like mm-hmm. Before I was lying to myself that it was good, but like now, like I know, I know, like my stuff. Like once it gets in the right hands, like it, I'll be all right. But for now, like I gotta keep pushing. Dealing mm-hmm. these stupid tires blowing out and stuff like that, it's like all yeah. a headache. Like money wise, mentally, like yeah, there's a lot of expenses. And but I just I realize like when I when I want to drop things, I just have to make it happen. Yeah. However, I'm gonna get that money. I'm gonna get the money. Yeah, and I'm not hitting licks on the weekends. That's not happening. <laughs> I don't do that. That's that's a lot. I know that's yeah. a lot. People, I know people will question that. Be like, why are you doing all that? But if you got the passion for it, that's that's kind of what you got to do to make it happen. To make yeah. the, to make those sort of dreams and 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 I guess we'll say a, a non-traditional sort of industry um happen you got to put in those hours you got to put in the hours to to make sure you have the money to be able to pay for the equipment to pay for the beats to pay for all the stuff that you need to to get your stuff going it's part of the sacrifice right that you need to make if you're going to hit it big it's all it's all part of it man it's part of and you're you're a great example of that i was i was talking to somebody the other day about you after we had talked i was like Dude, he's putting in all these hours with his own landscaping company. He's got a part-time job. He's doing all this just so he can do what he loves, which sucks from that you have to do that. But also, it's one of those things where in a creative sort of industry, like there's only a certain amount of time that people have to listen to music, right? And if you want to be one of the people that people listen to their music, you have to be the best of the best. Yeah. So it's a it's a higher standard to to hold yourself to it's not like you're sitting in a desk job and people are going to watch you working at a desk it's like it's it's a different sort of it's a different sort of sort of world like you have to compete for people's time almost yeah. time and money and so to do that people are only going to pay if if they think you're worth it and you have to show them that you're worth it and so let's i realized like is at the beginning of the quarantine um people were always on their phone. So it was a great time to drop music, right? Mm-hmm. Like, it was the best idea. And that's when I dropped my project, the first project this year. Mm-hmm. And it did pretty good numbers. And it's still doing decent numbers, honestly. Um, but I dropped this new project and I realized people might be tired of being on their phone. 
Yeah. Yeah. People are, so it's like, it's always a changing industry and stuff like that. So it's like, I don't know. There's a lot that goes into it. What? Besides just like making the music, there's a lot of plotting, like trying to figure out when's the best time to drop and stuff like that. Like this week, this week, thankfully, like the streams picked up, they, they like tripled, quadrupled almost this week. So it's like, that's, that's awesome. Yeah. That's a weight off my shoulders, but yeah, I got, I got to, I need a manager to handle that shit. That shit's so stressful. Yeah. But at least I figure out where like I can promote stuff now. Promoting is a huge part of it. So mm-hmm. how it. how have you been with the promotion and the marketing side? Because that's a whole different side of to, to that industry. So have you had to learn and you have people to kind of teach you or are you kind of just doing it on the fly and trying to figure out what works? Um, I learned it. I, there are some people when I first started making music who told me certain things that were a complete lie and like I got I lost a lot of money on stupid things like that so I realized like that's why I made that's why I got my own studio my own stuff I was like I realized whatever I want like I'm gonna have to do it myself mm-hmm. so like I, I learned all the promoting stuff um by watching like interviews um just I don't know, like Google. Google really helps. Like spot learning how to promote on Spotify. Um, learning how to get playlisting. Playlisting's huge, and that's why my streams are doing good because I just got three playlist spots that are huge on uh, Spotify. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I've like there's one thing that was common sense for me is like on Instagram you can promote things. Mm-hmm. So obviously promoting on there, but like depending on this is one thing I will share that like it's helped me big time with promotion like i've gained like at least like 300 followers since the beginning of the year because of it um well not no it's like 250 something like that but uh and with that comes streams because people don't just follow you for like just like if they know you they're gonna follow you and stuff like if i don't know you i'm following you for a reason like i like type stuff so like those follows come with streams so the type of music that you're dropping, is it like a drill, like the drill beats that I have, they go huge in Russia, they go huge in the UK, they go big in New York because Pop Smoke goes stupid on them. So like those are, those are good ideas for places to promote drill beats. Um, you got like a West Coast beat, obviously promote on the West Coast. Mm-hmm. Um, just like stuff like that, like a country beat, probably like West Virginia or something, I don't know. But <laughs> yeah, just like common sense stuff with promoting like that helps, it goes a long way, but uh, also helps like knowing the right people because like with with playlisting like you have to be able to trust the person like mm-hmm. with this playlist like i don't i just felt it like you gotta get that feeling right in your gut mm-hmm. you know? like, yeah i got I, this is a big move you gotta do it like for, i got screwed over a bunch and like the, but the dude seemed like he was reliable and like he had post pictures with, like will tech and like kobe and stuff like that i was like all right let's let's trust him with this one so i spent a decent amount of money for this playlist thing like he didn't message me for like four days and i was like i'm not gonna freak out i'm not gonna freak out <laughs> and then i hit him i was like yo he's like what's good i was like just trying to see uh when you're gonna be putting him on the playlist uh just let me know da, 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 da. and then the next day he hit me and he yeah we were talking or whatever and he's like all right back at you so i paid him for one playlist and he put me on three so i was like mm. all right but that's hype so yeah, relaxing those three days really helped me out because I, I was about to freak the fuck out. I don't know what I would have said to him if I did, but yeah, I mean that's scary, right? You send a dude money and not knowing whether or not they're gonna come through, and you yeah. can't really you, you can't really go get it back. You can be like, especially if you're sending through like Venmo or or, or whatever. 
yeah the industry is kind of like you got to definitely that trust factor is in finding reliable people i feel like is a, is a huge thing if you find the right reliable people is they can really help you yeah. um that's nuts though how's the um so you talk about playlisting on spotify how, how do you how does that work um for spotify before you drop a project you have to submit your project like for me i like to submit mine like try to submit it two two months in advance this mm-hmm. last one i got in like a month and a half in advance just because like there's a couple problems for some reason with like two of the files i was uploading mm-hmm. and there wasn't but whatever um the song still came out the same they're exact same files so that was weird but uh yeah for playlisting for spotify if you put it up two weeks before at least um it'll it'll pop up on your spotify artist thing you have you have to go on your computer mm-hmm. it'll pop up like upcoming music or upcoming releases you click on it and you can submit certain songs for certain playlists or not for you can't pick the playlist but you can submit it and then pick like the genre that like you think would best fit the song and like stuff like that right playlisting um for this playlist thing that i got just like out of nowhere dude just hit me He's like yo i was like what's up He's like your shit hot fuck with it da, 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 da. Mm-hmm. and like i click on this page and like only people who ever message me that is like someone who's like 20 followers and like they're they make beats so like the next thing they're gonna do is like i got beats for sale then they send me their link and it's like trash beat but this dude i click on it and he's got like i don't even know like almost 200,000 followers i was like bro who the hell is this dude yeah i was chopping it up with him and like he's like what you got what you got uh in the works and i was like i'm about to drop something stupid um he's he's like for real you need help promoting anything i was like yeah i really need help and he was like all right send me the link for it so i sent him the link for the for bet like the second i dropped it before like the album dropped mm-hmm. and he was like uh i can do these playlists for these prices and i was like uh that's a lot of money i don't know if i want to do that and he's like i promise i got you matter of fact take a look so he sent me this link and he's like scrolled to the bottom so it was like one of the playlists that i got put on mm-hmm. i scrolled to the bottom and like my song was on there i was like oh bet like so i could probably trust this dude he's already got like he's like yeah like i can do it for you for real mm-hmm. so that's why i trusted this dude um but yeah that was just by the grace of god i got this playlist thing other than that like playlisting at this stage uh it's pretty hard to get good playlisting um Unless you have friends, like, unless you have friends who do make playlists. I know friends, friends of friends who go to, like, JMU or, like, Coastal, like, and they are huge party throwers, like, and they DJ all their parties. So they got mm-hmm. a thousand people who listen to their playlists. So, like, that's a good way to get playlisting. But other than that, like, getting a playlist is hard to tell. Yeah. But it does the work for you, right? So, like, it gets the, expose, it gets the exposure for you, yeah. gets your stuff out there every like random playlist that you're on you have somebody be like oh i like that song like who is that or and then they go check you out and they check the rest of your stuff out and then you get the streams up are you making not that it's all about money obviously because you love your music but are you are you making enough back off off your music for this to be for this to be viable kind of like do you see the light at the end of the tunnel a little bit um that's where like Another reason I feel like mixing and mastering music is going to be where I end up is I see the money in that being a lot bigger in the long run because as an artist, like, 
without the thing as an artist is I, I look forward to is doing shows like I really want to go on tour I really just want to like go stupid on stage it's like it'd be an absolute blast I feel like I'd be mm-hmm. great at performing like I've done one show and I feel like I did a great job mm-hmm. um, I was just I was hyped the whole time like it's just so much energy like when you yeah when yeah you, I remember I remember seeing videos for it I think um you looked you looked really natural on on there and you look you look natural in a lot of your in your videos as well mm-hmm. it's one of the things that i noticed like other people that i that we know that kind of have tried to start this they don't have this natural sort of performer feel about them but for whatever reason you've got that like that vibe about you that yeah. you seem comfortable up there except for my first music video i don't know what the hell. i was high as hell and I was down in Richmond. It was my first video, my first song I recorded. So I was like, I don't know what I was doing. But after that, I like got a decent idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that, what was it like when you performed live? Um, it was a small venue, very small venue downtown. Um, there was maybe like 30, 40 people there max. Mm-hmm. But uh, uh, I had this dude. And he was in charge of the show, and he owns a studio in 332. And he was like, yeah, I got you. I'll put you on the set. So I paid him, like, 30 bucks, and he put me on the set. And I get in there. I see where I'm at on the lineup, and he's got me second to last. And I was like, bro, like, and the show started at, like, 11 p.m. So I was like, bro, no one's going to be here to watch me. We got, there's, like, 10 other performers before me, and, like, no, one, no one's going to be here to watch me. Mm-hmm. He was like, it is what it is. Like, I think I put who I thought was best first. I was like, all right, I see how this is. So he had a few of his artists go, and then he had some, like, I don't know who they were, but some, like, big, like, fat motherfuckers walked in there with some, like, the biggest chains I've ever seen in person. Like, bro, they were dripped out and, like, they just came in and fucked shit up and walked out. Like, they was there for 15 minutes, did their jump, like, people went stupid, and then they took half the crowd with them. After that, there's like, maybe, like, 60, 70 people there. And, like, by the time I got on, there was, like, 30, 40 people there. Mm-hmm. Me and Nigel get up there, because me and Nigel performed our songs that we did for the album. Right. Like I said, make, make Them Notice is one of my favorite songs to this day that I've ever made. And... As soon as we we started we started playing the beat and like people just everyone just started talking no one was listening to us mm-hmm. and the beat dropped and I just started going stupid I started going stupid and like I see everyone pull out their phones and like put Snapchat on like their flashlights and shit and everyone's going stupid so like even though it was a small venue like you can watch like the Travis Scott jump like his first performance like mm-hmm. it was like a small crowd well our crowd was a little bit bigger than it but it's like the same type of vibe like like. Everyone was like going stupid to this. I was, I was hyped as hell. I was like, this is what, this is like the thing I look forward to. Mm-hmm. And like, one of the reasons, like, I keep, like, whenever I get like down and like I don't feel inspired to make music, I'll watch Lil Skies, uh, his tour videos. And that, those are just like that. That's the lifestyle I want. Just go stupid on stage and then go like to the driving range with your friends or go like shoot around or go bowling and then you mm-hmm. do the same shit next night. Like, Mm-hmm. I feel like performing has got to be the most fun thing in front of a sold out crowd. I want to do it so badly. Yeah. I look forward to that day. It's going to happen. Yeah, well, hopefully quarantine lets up and, and you're able to go do that for sure. If not, I'll move away from here, dude. I can't, we can't, I can't keep living like this. Yeah. Did you have that moment of uh, 
like when you saw nobody was paying attention and people were just like talking and then not listening at all did you have that like like that little moment of dread like oh geez what if we bomb nah i don't know why i was just so hyped i was mm-hmm. like i i was like this shit's hot like with make them notice like i i'm telling you like that that song's a good song i was like as soon as i hear it because i knew like I'm not trying to like disrespect any artists because like this stuff like my like all, a lot of my songs at first were trash but like the people before me like I knew they weren't like their their music wasn't up to mine and stuff like that a lot, a lot of the artists were I feel like I should have been one of the first on the lineup and I was like the people who are here like they're staying for the people after me so I know how they're gonna sound I was like we're about to rock this shit mm-hmm. and yeah that's why I'm hyped to perform I yeah. that's how that was gonna go yeah. Mm. You, I guess you guys were running on adrenaline at that point because I know oh it was me. I was shaking, I was sweating so. Oh my god, I can't tell you how bad I was sweating. Because I know if it was me, and I noticed that like that first second where people weren't weren't like paying attention, I'd have been like. But no, the only thing I did worry about I was like, I swear to God, Brandon, if you crack this first note, we gotta walk <laughs> straight out. <laughs> Because whenever I'm hype, like I try to, I hit way too high. Like I mm. missed the note completely, go way too high. And mm. I was, I was like, if I didn't call myself, I was gonna, I don't know what I, it was gonna sound terrible. Yeah, that's wild though. Anyways, it's like to I think being on a stage like that and performing, like obviously I've I've not done that, um, but I feel like that's some that's like a special sort of uh, experience. Like I hear comics talk about it often, like that feeling that you get when you go like slay, it's like mm-hmm. no other feeling that you ever get. Yeah. That's the thing. I feel like we killed it and I love it. And like ever since then, I was like, I'm not doing a show unless it's like in front of another, like a, I got to keep getting bigger crowds. I can't settle for like another tiny show. Like I'm trying to do something stupid. Like I'd love yeah. to open at the Fillmore. If I get to connect with the Fillmore, I'm definitely trying to open there. Yeah. Is there some part of you that like, I feel like like paying your dues in terms of what venues you get, like as a new performer, you have to work your way up to kind of the, the bigger, the bigger venues. Um. Don't get me wrong, like, obviously, like, it's a, it's a grind, like, because I've been at it for a few years, and, like, it's, you definitely got to put the time in to get what you need out of it, mm-hmm. but in terms of, like, time-wise, paying your dues, I think that's a little crap, like, yeah, I think, it, I think, like, like, because there's, uh, there's a lot of people who have been at it for 10 years who are around here, and, like, I believe, like, my stuff like I believe a lot of music around here doesn't compare to my music and like when I say that again I'm not trying to be cocky it's just like I believe in my music that much and like I hold my music to that standard when I'm sure working. Like, I will not settle for like my music being anything less than what I can make it and mm-hmm. um yeah I mean yeah I I would do smaller venues obviously but like I'm not I'm not trying to be I'm not trying to pay to perform again obviously yeah um, yeah but yeah, smaller venues and stuff. Like, I'd love to do like a two hundred people venue, so something like that. Like, how I do house parties, obviously. Like, people pay for house parties, and like, I don't care how many people are house parties, mm-hmm. honestly. Um, because house parties, everyone's gonna pay attention if you got a performer at a house party. Yeah, but, for uh, sure. But yeah, I mean, like, 
people always talk about like you got to stay down you got to pay your dues and obviously that's true you can't sit there and try to rush it because then like your thoughts will get ahead of you you'll get discouraged on like you not being where you want to be but you also i don't know i feel like i said the time i'm not talking about time when i put time into it it's hours in the day rather than days out of the week yeah i'm grinding more than like people use because people have to pay for studio people there's a lot of people out here still paying for studio time they've been at it for 40 years like Mm -hmm. i'm i'm living in my studio i'm doing this every day yeah i feel like i've paid a lot of dues like i've dealt with ridiculous amount of bullshit when it came to this music stuff and like i don't know yeah you definitely put the grind in right you got your landscaping stuff like we were talking about earlier you definitely put the grind in to to make it happen for sure I want to switch gears just just a little bit and go talk kind of about the the music video side of things because mm-hmm. I think the my favorite or at least of the ones that I've seen is the plain Jane one because it just looks like you guys are having an absolute blast yeah. on on the ATVs and you guys are just chilling you're hype do you have sort of an idea of what you want before before you go into into recording and does it have to do with the song or or is it just kind of like whatever you're vibing to at, at that time like, how do you come up with the concept and then, like, kind of execute that concept? Um, for, well, for the role, wait, no, hold on. Um, what was it? Slow-mo. For the slow-mo video, I had no idea. Like, it was my first video. I met with the videographers that the studio used, and I put all of it in their control. I was like, we could do whatever y'all want to do. And that's what we did. Um, second one was being Nigel's video to I'm Sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't really have an idea on that. I just told the dude what kind of effects I wanted. Like, and like, I gave him like two locations we could shoot at. Then the next video was the roll one video. For that, same same thing. I was just like, this is what I want. It's like a roll one. Like, I just want to be smoking in this joint. Like, we're chilling. Like, mm-hmm. drinking. Um, Plain Jane, I've thought it all out. Got the fireworks two days beforehand. Like, ATVs got washed the day before. Um, I told the dude exactly like what I had in mind and he put it together like down to like the intro to the video mm-hmm. I was like I want, I want to pull up and then like hop off and like as soon as I plugged the amp into the guitar like that's when I want the beat to drop and like he killed it on that mm-hmm. so, like so like all the details for that one I had in mind um a couple things didn't go as planned because like certain areas we couldn't shoot out it was too muddy um it was a lot darker like well, I wanted to shoot half of it at night because out there we were in a field out in Caroline. And mm-hmm. at night when the sky's clear, the moon's really bright. So, like, it would have looked absolutely insane out there when yeah. it, if it was like that. But it was storming half the day. We were like, shit, let's just do it because it was about to storm again at night. So, we just shot it. And then it started storming, like, the second we finished shooting it. But the man who shot it, like, he kills it. His name's Wonderance. He shoots Money Mars videos, a lot of big DC artist videos. And, yeah, he definitely knows what he's doing. Mm-hmm. Um, he shot my last one too um ran into some difficulties um it was not cohen's best day on that on that day um he was having himself a little trouble that day so uh i had to help him get going and stuff we couldn't mm-hmm. really put together some of the stuff we planned to put together um but we got the garage scene done which i wanted to get done i had spray painted my garage in the back spray painted the wall mm-hmm. and i was like hey mom my if i spray paint the garage Hell no, who do you think you are? I spray painted the garage. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I promise her I spray painted back 
whatever, because we're gonna move again. Or before we move, I'm mm-hmm. bring it back. But uh, if some of it went as planned, um, like the fireplace too, yeah. like have the fireplace. I feel like that was very crucial. Um, but yeah, most of them for now on they're going as plans, like going as plans for the next one. Like, well, for this for this album, I had planned to drop a video to bet, and that didn't go as planned. So I'm probably gonna drop a video to that eventually. But I might honestly just wait for a couple of years, like a couple months, couple of years. Who knows? I feel like just a random video to an old song would be pretty dope. So yeah, I don't know. We'll see about that one. Do yeah. You, do you enjoy shooting music videos? Yep. Because I drink a little more than I usually do for those days and just jump around and shit. For the the last one we did, like, it was a chill video. So, like, I tried my best to, like, sit still for the parts I was supposed to sit still for and whatnot. But, like, mm-hmm. and then plus taking care of Colin, I was, like, when I take care of him, like, just making sure he was straight or whatever, get him going in the morning. Um, yeah. I had to drink a little extra that morning, so. Yeah. How much goes great. into that? How much goes into the planning for – because you said you wanted to keep them all planned moving forward. How much goes into that from the equipment, like the outfits that you guys want to wear? Like, like you said, with, with playing Jane, you had the, the eight the off-roaders, the ATVs in there. Yeah. Like how much goes into, into that? Like you said, you spray painted the garage, like how much like effort I, goes into it? Like I said, like um, a lot of the money that I have goes into the music. Like a lot of the time money I have goes into music. So it's like, when it comes to the videos, like, I really have to save up for those. Um, so most of the money is just going straight to the videographer. Right. Um, but uh, for the Plain Jane video, those ATVs are mine, actually. Um, mm-hmm. For the guitar that I smashed, um, my friend sold it to me for, like, 50 bucks. Mm-hmm. It was an expensive guitar, but I was like, bro, I got to smash it. So, uh, yeah. And then the fireworks, it were, like, a couple hundred bucks. And I think that was the only props we had. Like all the rest of this, like stuff I have here, mm-hmm. um, not picking up. We, not picking up. All the only money I spent on that was, uh, the paint for the garage wall, and I just bought spray paint. I was like, I'm not, I'm not spending a bunch of money on other paint. So, yeah. but yeah, the, like we just shot it at Cullen's house. Um, oh yeah, and then I bought a ring light for it just for lighting, but that's it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we. I mean, I planned it out a decent amount. Um, the one I had for bet, I've had that planned out for God knows how long, like at least like four or five months. Yeah. Um, I still like, unless I think of a better idea for it, I still want to do it the way I planned to do it. Um, and that's going to be like more like a movie scene type thing. I think that's mm-hmm. going to be insanely well. For that one, also like the only thing that's going to cost money is like some masks and like, I don't know, like $20 worth of props. Like, there's not too much that goes into it besides the videography because the mm-hmm. dude, he's got a great camera and he knows what he's doing. Like, so yeah. But when I get the money, once I start making a huge amount of money, there's gonna be a lot of money going to these videos. I'm making insane. Yeah, is is that is that where you have, like the like if you could have an an unlimited budget, would that be would that be where you would would it go into kind of live performances and then the videos themselves? Is that where you have the most fun? Uh, interacting with people aside from like the mixing yeah it'd probably be and a lot of it would go into promoting for like tours mm-hmm. and either videos a decent amount of going to videos but like i also like like if i had a, if i'm if i'm just doing it for, like for me like i'm not a signed artist to a label 
I'd probably pay for a couple features from artists like I really want to work with, like like Post Malone, like mm-hmm. I don't know, like big ones. So many other artists like I love. Like, yeah. Like Polo G. Like I'd love to work with Polo G. That'd be tough. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd probably pay for some features and stuff. I I love collabing with artists like Cullen. Cullen is really he Cullen's really creative, and that's why I love working with him. He sees a lot of different flows that I don't see. Mm-hmm. And then Nigel, I love Nigel's sound. Nigel's a really great. Like I think he's one of the best sounding rappers, like in Virginia, in my opinion. And there's one dude I had on a project. Here I go. His name's uh, what was his rap? I forget his artist's name because he changed it for that project. But his real name's Saban, and like he went to Berkeley, and he's someone who's helped me big time with mixing and mastering because he's learned mm-hmm. a lot about music. So he's like showed me things that I didn't learn before. Like I wouldn't have learned from like YouTube tutorials and stuff like that. So the artists I work with, I love working with them. So I really enjoy working with other artists. I told you I wrote a, a I go through a verse for my sister. Like, yeah, I'd love like, if, if artists would come and record it, for, record a verse for free, I'd ghost write the hook, for, the ghost write the verse for free. Yeah, I just love collabing with artists any way I can, honestly. Yeah. So, I mean, not, not all artists, just like, the ones I enjoy working with. Yeah. I, Obviously, I, there's personality clashes and things of that nature, but yeah. Um. Does your music background? You're you're. You said you were a, a band nerd. I was also a band um, nerd. Does your music background help you, like when, when you're picking out beats and, and things like that, and you're writing your flows? I know that, um, or it seems to me, anyways, like there's some, we'll say. Um, people trying the music thing out that when I listen to their stuff I'm like it doesn't seem like they're counting at all or they yeah. don't they don't know how to read music or, or anything like that how do you incorporate that music background into your into your flows and and how you pick your beats and, and things like that um well with I actually just when you said how you pick your beats, I never realized that actually like is one of the reasons I'm really picky with my beats. Is uh, I was a I was a band nerd. Uh, sixth grade to twelfth grade played French horn. Um, and we were absolute dogs. Won national competition. Our mm-hmm. school did thirty two years in a row. We won all years that I was there that I played. Um, but yeah, our in order to win that many times, like you have to be a good band and you have to play hard music. So yeah, our, for sure. our band director, all of the music he picked was absolutely insane. Um, that was the same with us. Like we performed at Carnegie Hall in New York. Yeah. It's like, you don't get, like I had a solo at Carnegie Hall in New York. Like you don't get to do that unless you play hard music and you learn how to play. Like you can't go play hot cross buns and expect to be, <laughs> win, win national competitions and perform at Carnegie Hall. Hot cross buns. <laughs> <laughs> but exactly. So uh, that's why like, I, I just realized that I'm really picky with my beats because really, he was really picky with music. So like, whenever we heard another band perform some cheesy ass music, like it sounds cheesy. Mm-hmm. And like, whenever I hear a simple ass beat, I'm like, bro, this is trash. Mm-hmm. But then, I don't know, like some big artists like will go stupid on them. But like, for me, it's like, if I'm paying money for a beat like i want the beat to be insane by itself like yeah but uh yeah it's, it's helped me a lot because like i don't know with harmonizing like i have i have an 
ear for harmonizing. It doesn't mean I always have the voice for the harmonizing, but I hit, yeah. I can know the notes I'm supposed to hit. Sometimes like just certain keys, it's like hard for me to hit them. But uh, yeah, harmonizing bands help with that. Um, counting, obviously. Um, the last project I dropped, uh, what the fuck I'm supposed to do? That's a drill beat, so it's like it sounds like it's cut time or three four whatever. Um, mm-hmm. And honestly, with the flow for that, I picked the flow for that. Um, because there was a song we did my, was it my sophomore year, I think, for State, and it was in cut time, or three, four mm-hmm. time, and the beginning of it was like, do, 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 so I was like, all right, fuck it, we'll go with that flow, and that's what I did, and it just yeah. was tough, I was like, yeah, so like, even down to like, things like that, yeah, music backgrounds helped me a lot, um, that's the only reason I know I, I'm pretty decent at mixing and mastering just because, like, I know the sounds that I need to have in the, and like, the computer, why, like, the computer technology side of it, like, I'm not the greatest at, like, one time my computer crashed in the middle of a session, I was like, bro, like, I thought I lost everything, and, like, mm-hmm. I learned, like, the files back and stuff up and stuff like that, but, uh, yeah, music helped, or bands helped a lot, and it helped me stay disciplined with it, too, because, like, you have to practice for hours to be good. Yeah, um, for sure. For national competition type stuff. Um, so in here, it's like even when I like, I'm so close, but like, I just want to be done already and just settle mm-hmm. for where it's at. It's like, no, nah, it can be better. You're gonna if you can make it better, you're gonna make it better. Yeah, uh, yeah. Bands helped a huge amount. Um, I even like back then, everyone made fun of me for but, like, our well, ever all my public friends, public school high public high school friends made fun of me for it because they didn't understand like our band was our football team basically like we, like i said we were dogs and, like all my friends we, we played basketball together like we won state championships on as a basketball team and then we go play the french horn trumpet and clarinet together like <laughs> it was absolutely it was so much fun yeah i loved it that's tough the harmonizing thing is a really good point it's like you know like when you're talking earlier about um I forgot what song it was, but you were like, you know, it's missing this one thing. It's like, you, you've got the ear for it now. And sometimes I notice that with, with myself as well. I'm like, Oh, this song would be a lot better if it just had this like one undertone here or this like yeah. thing added here, this piece of percussion added there. Like, I feel like it would be better. So like for you guys, when you're producing and mixing, especially when you said you like, you chop up the beats, that probably makes it easier. You have that ear for it. It's like, hey, yeah. you want to add this this bass here on this downbeat because uh, you think it'll go better with how the thing flows or whatever. Probably, yeah. I think it helps probably more than more than a lot of people realize. They're like, why did he add that there? It's like, well, because he knows like the sounds and when when it's supposed to be added, when the downbeat is, like mm. how different keys work, how different like you said, cut time, standard time, like how all that stuff works. Yeah. And it helps you write as well. I'm I'm guessing because it, 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 it like your flows help you like writing in cut time is writing is different than writing in standard time so that's a whole thing yeah for sure that's a good point man for like definitely like underrate underrated part of of your story i would say i, I feel like that's like why why my time that i've put in like has been sped up like mm-hmm. I've gotten the reason, like I'm where I'm at this soon because, I mean, I, I've put in three years, but like three, wait, what was it? Six, three, was it three, four, yeah, three, four years. Yeah, three and a half, I think. 
Yeah, something like that. But uh, so like it is a long time, but like not really in the whole aspect of it, like as a whole lifelong career. Um, mm-hmm. But like that background has helped me big time, huge. Because I would have had, I would have taken years for me to like learn and like listen. Like, cause now can I just hear like when when I got auto tune, like I was able to go to the mic and like when I sing, like I can hear the notes. Like you're able to just hear the notes you're supposed to hit. Yeah. So like I would have had to work at this for years to be able to get ears for that type of stuff, and then same with harmonizing and stuff like that. So yeah, it's helped and it's also sped up the process for everything too. Yeah, definitely. All right, do you have, let's see, I think we're, we're getting close to a good point to end, but do you have one, if you had one piece of advice for, for people that are currently where you were three and a half years ago, what would it be? Um, I'd say don't listen to anybody um, at all. You know exactly what you want to make. Um, people around you will tend to tell you what they want to hear, but this is what you're going to do. And eventually if you get good at making music in the genre that you like or subgenre you like you're gonna find your crowd and it might take a little longer because you're not surrounded by people who like that subgenre but this if you stay true to yourself and you you work at your sound this this is something you can't just sit there and hop in the studio every other everyone says like you can take your time as an artist and stuff and I, yeah you can and this is a craft this can be a hobby like just a way of letting things out. But if you want to make this like a career as an artist, like you got to put in the time. You got to do your best almost every day to do something music wise, whether writing, recording, like promoting yourself, even like just posting a photo, like you got to be doing something. It's like social media is so big nowadays. Take mm-hmm. advantage of social media, um, TikTok. If you can get some of those uh, little TikTokers to post anything, like. TikTok's huge, um, and know like know what you're getting out of your money because people like to, especially as a new artist, people love to take advantage of your pockets because mm-hmm. you don't know how much studio time is actually worth. You don't know what you're about to get out. You don't know how much better other places sound. Like you really don't don't be afraid to second guess. Like like situation that you're in whether it be with promotion promoters uh yeah people who are recording you even like people who want to hop on a song with you because like someone hop on a song with you and then they're like oh just send me the link to the beat so i can write to it and then they buy the beat that song is theirs and i've had that happen to me before like so just like know know who you're surrounded by like yeah there's just there's a lot of for young artists to learn but i think if they stick to it, they'll figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. That's really good advice for sure. Um, all right. Where can we find your, your music and your profiles? Um, you can find, what's my Instagram? Let me see real quick. Um, my Instagram. What's my Instagram? Oh, Instagram underscore young underscore Dino. Then Twitter's the opposite. So it'd be young underscore Dino underscore. Um, music's in the bio, both of them. All my music's on all platforms besides like SoundCloud and SoundCloud and Spinnerella. Um, it's on YouTube too, even if you don't have like Spotify or Apple Music, stuff like that. Um, yeah, videos up on YouTube too. Yeah. And follow me on Instagram because that's where I post most of my stuff. Uh, I'm about to post 
uh, in like a week or two, the new song about to drop. Hopefully, come with a visual too. It honestly might be my favorite song I've ever recorded because like this one was like, I don't know. I just like I just been going through some shit lately. Like we're struggling with mm-hmm. not like I don't know. Like everything's everything's all right. It's like I'm still I'm just tired as fuck. Like yeah, I just want things to go right and shit. Like I don't know. I'm just real tired lately. So I was inspired to write this one. I feel like this one might be the one. Sounds good. We'll put all those links in in the description. Go check him out on Spotify. Follow him on on Instagram. There's Young Dino, everybody. And we will see you all next time. Bye, everybody. Peace.